Hello, and welcome to Core Advisors, a podcast for and about financial advisors. I'm your host, Dave Polis, and today we've got a very in-depth show for you. Our guest today is Chris Wendt, founder of Midstream Marketing, a top-shelf website development and marketing firm in Pittsburgh that specializes in working with financial advisors and building their practice through digital marketing. Chris will be walking us through the top five critical elements that should be included in any functional advisor website in order to accomplish your goals in the digital marketing world, whatever they may be. Chris is the founder of Midstream Marketing, a digital agency that delivers predictable quality leads for independent financial advisors. Some of his current clients include Pinnacle Advisory Group, Financial Synergies Wealth Advisors, Alpha Fiduciary, and a dozen other firms across the country, ranging from small startups to close to $1 billion in AUM. Christopher started his agency back in 2002 and first began to serve RIAs in 2010 when he took on the Pinnacle Advisory account. From there, one thing led to another, and by 2016, he found that he wanted to serve RIAs exclusively. He and his veteran team perfected their platform called Lead Gen Formula, which is a unique multi-channel approach to generating leads for advisors. Christopher is a regular contributor to wealthmanagement.com and Advisor Perspectives. He also taught rhetoric and computer programming at Franciscan University in Steubenville and other liberal arts colleges in the Northeast. In addition to being president of a digital agency, Christopher loves to go hiking with his wife and nine kids, especially in the Smoky Mountains. Chris, welcome to the program. We're glad you could join us today. Thank you, Dave. It's glad to be here. On your last visit to our program, we covered a lot of ground regarding website-based digital marketing And inevitably, we're going to touch on a couple of similar areas today, but on this program, I want to focus strictly on the creation of the site itself and how there are specific ways a hardworking website that drives AUM growth should be built. We chatted last week and came up with five key elements that need to be included in any functional, growth-oriented website for advisors. And today, we're going to reveal each one, review what they're for, and how they work together. That said, why don't we get started? Number five. The site needs to look professional and contemporary. Chris, how does that work? Okay, so, uh, you know, first impressions are everything. And the site uh, really needs to look like it was recently built using current digital marketing and aesthetic principles. It can't look like it came from the 90s. And you have about five seconds, as we talked about last time, to give that impression. Um, there, the, I think the main thing that really stands out across all different uh, current websites that are really following this principle is what's called that area above the fold. Above the fold is uh, before you have to start scrolling down. That area there, below the navigation, but above the fold, before you have to start scrolling, is called what, I, what we call the hero panel. And basically you have a an image, not a slider anymore, but an image of the prospect uh, in their ideal state where they're, where they're happy and they've achieved the transformation that you're trying to give them as an advisor. So uh, having that um, uh, that impression and a hero brand statement that really is a crystallization of uh, your unique value proposition or your unfair competitive advantage, having that clearly articulated in seven to ten words is critical, along with uh, following aesthetic principles, colors, font choices, and whatnot. So really, it's a matter of, of look and feel, but also having that one specific area that really speaks to, to the prospect itself and something they can identify. Let's go further with that, with uh, number four, the hero image and a seven to 10 word brand statement. It says who you are, who it's for, 
and what your unfair competitive advantage is. Now, you touched on this a minute ago, but let's elaborate on why that brand statement is so important and what it does for the advisor in terms of generating leads. Absolutely, Dave. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that really uh, advisors are faced with is, is they, uh, uh, from, a, from a prospect's perspective, every advisor is all the same. And, and one advisor, it, it, they're all lost and they don't know where to, uh, you know, who to choose, who's going to help them with their, uh, with their uh, financial goals. And um, it's very critical to, for an advisor to do the work that comes before building a website, which is really the branding. You don't want to go down a rabbit hole with branding. Um, and sometimes advisors really don't want to get into branding because they don't see a connection between generating AUM and doing some brand development. But honestly, if you, if you don't want to uh, be uh, perceived like everybody else, if you don't, if you, if you don't want to stand out, and if you don't want business, then don't do branding. But if you want to stand out and you want to uh, uh, connect with prospects, you really have to uh, figure out how you are different. What is your offering? Uh, how is it unique and different than the other advisor? And inevitably, uh, that's one of the first things I do as a marketer. Right? We don't go down a rabbit hole of branding. We don't. We don't. Uh, you know, we don't do that. But we do pull out if they haven't done it. Um, we have conversations at the beginning of our consultation where we use um, some tools that I have um, to really bring out what is their unfair competitive advantage. And it, it's amazing. Um, in about 45 minutes, we're always able to figure out what that really is, um, whether it's the fee structure, whether it's the niche they're serving, um, whether it's their approach to investment management, uh, whether it's hedging, tactical, you know, the, each of them have their a unique approach um, and really letting that shine in seven to 10 words in that hero statement before you start scrolling is absolutely critical. It really will help you uh, stand out. And the other thing about that is not only should that unfair, not only should that unique value prop be clear, it actually really needs to speak to uh, the, the umbrella pain points of the prospect. Really, that hero area, that hero panel above the fold really should um, be all about the prospect. A lot of advisors, as I said, I think on the last podcast, really waste that space and put pictures of themselves um, in there. Really, um, if you want to uh, connect with prospects and really get leads from your website, you need it needs to be about the prospect and their, his or her pain and how you are going to bring about the transformation for them with your unfair competitive advantage. You're the only one in the way that you do it that can get them where they want to be. So really one of the first things you've got to do to take a step back even before they get to you is for an advisor to think and determine and crystallize in his mind who that ideal prospect customer is. What do they look like? What do they sound like? Where do they live? What do they do? How big are they in terms of business? All sorts of things need to be determined so that you can pick an image and crystallize a statement that speaks directly to that person and to their pain points. And what that does is two things. One, it gives the person that match that prospect description permission to go ahead and say, yes, this guy can help me. But what it also does is wards off the folks that really aren't going to be ideal clients for you. So you don't even have to fall over them in your, in your sales process because they won't be there. They realize you're not for them and they're not going to bother you. So that gives you two two strengths for the price of one. 
Yeah, that's right, Dave. It, it's really a, a filtering technique. It's a, it's a, an attraction and a, and a detraction. It's a way to uh, try to get at the people you want in your funnel. The other thing I didn't talk about was the actual image itself. And uh, we've done a lot of studies with paid traffic on Facebook to see what images work really well. And it's kind of interesting. Um, and it varies based on who you want to attract. But um, we, we have experience in, in, in finding the, the image, you know, the photo that will be used um, and getting it to match and really uh, represent the transformation uh, that, uh, that the, the prospect really sees in their mind, what it is, um, not not necessarily what the advisor sees. And a, a lot of times it's interesting. It's like for a lot of advisors, it's all about uh, uh, a husband and a wife. I call them younger, younger looking old couples that are happy together. And there's this body body language communication between them. Those really pull um, very well for a lot of the clients that I serve. And, and we use them oftentimes as a hero image, it really having a, a having both genders in the in the photo, having them um, be better representations of themselves, and and having that physical, bodily, uh, interpersonal communi- you know communication of, of happiness of of intimacy and of contentment together really um, it, it is is a great choice for a hero image, which is the corresponding image that goes in that hero panel along with that a seven to 10 brand word statement that we just talked about. It is amazing to me how much information can really be can communicated and communicated clearly and accurately in just one photograph. It's, it's just mind blowing how much difference that actually makes. And we've done those Facebook ad studies as well. And you're right. It's, it's really a matter of pinging that customer where they think they live and creating an image that matches it. And they'll click every time. It's fascinating to watch. It's, it's really true. Yeah. And this is all really marketing guts, but some of it is really common sense too. But it, one of the triggers is because this is is push out marketing, and it turns into pull by the fact that that you're you're asking them to do something. You usually need to have something there. Brings us to number three: have a free guide or a blog or something on site to engage that prospect and to collect their email address. Now that is critical to lead generation. Tell me how that works. Absolutely. So um, you can have a, an information brochure website that has, you know, has what we just talked about and a contact and a map and whatnot. But if you don't, if you offer a, um, I mean, AUM, what, one of the things that advisors need to realize um, in this day and age, AUM really comes about by building and growing an audience around you of, of people 25, you know, if you're a more serve, if you're more local based, serving the local area 25 miles around your office, you, you, you need to get their emails and you need to be in front of them. And, and whether you're buying smart asset leads, whether, however you're getting all these leads, you're getting them and you need to stay in front of them and you, and you need to nurture them. And if you do that, they will become your clients, you know, six months, three months, even 18 months out. Sometimes to get us, sometimes I, I just talked to a guy this week who, uh, just a year later, um, was able to turn a, a lead prospect from smart assets into, into a client. So, um, you have to have a bigger, really, you have to have a bigger picture to understand what growing AUM digitally is like. It's really about building an audience. And one of the ways you do that on your website is by offering a free checklist or guide. 
And we, in our firm, we build those guides based on conversations with our prospects, and we really frame it around the unique value proposition. So we, we present a, a, a guide or a checklist that will answer or address some kind of pain, whether it's uh, retirement mistakes or some kind of checklist, or you know, uh, whether it's on investing, whatever the whatever the issue is on retirement investing, etc. Uh, we develop you know guides around that. Like people call them white papers, but I think white paper sounds um, not fun to read. Uh, we we create. Uh, the, I think the greatest example in the market really is Fisher Investments. They have about 25 guides on their website, and that's really their approach both on their website as well as uh, through Facebook advertising, their inbound strategy really revolves around guides and then a phone nurture follow-up. Here, you're going to offer one of your guides. You're going to take one of your – and this doesn't have to be hard. Um, you may have the content already in place um, on your website, uh, and we can literally take that, turn it into a guide, you know, make it look beautiful, and and then uh, offer it on the website. And um uh, one of the easiest ways or most visible ways is to have a pop-up on the website. A lot of people, there's a debate and controversy around pop-ups, but if you read Neil Patel's articles, his blog articles, insist, so does HubSpot, on uh, the effectiveness of a pop-up. You know, the, the conversion rate is like 2%, which that's normal. That's fine. Um, you're going to get emails. You're going you're gonna to grow your list very quickly. You're going to communicate value to them. They're going to get into your email inbox um, yeah, yeah, they're going to get into your email inbox, and you're going to you're going to give them a little piece of of the solution uh, to their problem, uh, whatever it is, on um, financial planning, retirement investment strategies, um, whatever they're uh, whatever they're seeking, small business considerations, estate planning. Um, so I highly recommend that, and I don't. And I guess what I'm trying to say, and I didn't say it as directly as I was hoping, is that you may already have the content at your fingertips. So it's not like we have to go far to look for it. You, you've been an advisor for 10, 20 years. You've got a lot of content out there. All we have to do is take it, find it, style it, put it into a PDF, and then all of a sudden you now are going to have a way of growing your audience for free. They come to your website and you offer a guide and now you've turned an anonymous visitor into somebody that you can talk to and convert to be a customer over time. And one thing we've seen is a lot of advisors will say, I, I don't really have the ability to write that guide, or I don't know how to put that together. Not only do you do that for your clients, but there are services out there that you can license content from. So you don't even have to write the stuff. You just kind of adopt it and, and put your branding on it and away you go. It's much simpler now than it used to be. Um, it's not that you have to pour out eons of content over and over and over again every week to get this to work. It works very simply with, with one or two pieces of relatively light content. It just has to be intriguing. The other trick is you don't want to make it so deep and so full of information that you give away the secret sauce. If they can do it themselves, they don't need you. So you don't have to put out every step of the way as far as what this thing actually does. You just have to let them know that you know what it is. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. True on both points. We we work with all advisors. Some are content creators. They are the subject matter experts and they love to create content and, and work that way. And others, uh, we outsource uh, with writers that are um, in the uh, the financial advisor space, and and you don't, there's no learning curve on them having to know the industry. They know it really well. They can speak about tactical investing or estate planning or any any topic um, and know what it is, and they are able to t tailor it to uh, the advisor's unfair competitive advantage. 
That's fantastic insight. Chris, we're going to take a break for about five minutes. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, conversions and buttons and all sorts of other little devices and things and how this actually gets from the web to your inbox to your client base. We'll be right back. Are you an RIA or financial advisor looking to grow and scale your practice but feel like you could use some help? Feel like there are lots of growth options out there but don't have time to research them and don't want to make an expensive mistake? Want to spend more time helping clients instead of time-consuming investment research, compliance checks, or transactional work? If you answered yes to any of these, Pinnacle Advisor Solutions has the answers you need. With a range of outsourced options and financial planning support, Pinnacle has a solution that fits your needs, budget, and circumstances to help you scale up, grow your practice, or put a succession plan in place. For more information or to set up an appointment, call 201-919-4838. And we're back talking to Chris Went about hardworking websites. The number two element we need to be concerned with when building a, a really functional lead generating website is the converting button. And where that lives is very important. That's, that's one thing that's really changed in the last even five years is where that button lives and what it does. Chris, tell me all about it. Yeah, I mean, psychologically, in our culture, we move from left to right with our eyes. And the most strategic position on a website to convert is the upper right-hand corner of the website. If you look at heat maps, time and again, you'll see that that spot will, will get uh, its fair share of clicks. And a lot of times, unfortunately, advisors use that for the customer or client login to go to, you know, to go to the, uh, to go look at their accounts and whatnot. And that's wasted um, space there. I, I have on my website, midstreammarketing.com, I have a button in the upper right hand corner called schedule a consultation. And I, when I write for advisor perspectives or wealthmanagement.com, I write articles for advisors on digital marketing subjects. And after they read an article like on Facebook advertising or whatever it is, they see that button and I will get a book call straight into my calendar because I have a clear button in the upper right hand corner. Now here's something else about that button. Not only should it not be your client login, it should be a it should be a bottom of the funnel button. A bottom of the funnel button means it should be uh, that these people are, are close to the sale, they're ready to go. So it should be a the call to action should be scheduling time on the calendar to meet you. So definitely um, use it for that, not for any kind of top of the funnel kind of lead magnets or guide downloads. You save it, save that upper right hand corner for, for all pages of your website. Uh, for them to book a call with you. But here's the other thing. Color matters. Um, and on a, a website, there are aesthetic principles that really kind of are laws or rules that govern um, what colors you should use. And you have to think of a website having three colors. Like a baseball team has two colors, but then we're going to have a third color. So every every sports team has a, a primary color, which is the main color, and then a secondary supporting color. The third color is the color of conversion. So you want to make sure that your button is a, of a converting color. And not only that, only that action all over the homepage, if you if you have other buttons 
called schedule a consultation should be in that color and you should not use that color you should use it sparingly and you should use it only for that action we're we're on the radio we're on the radio here we're not uh, on a podcast we're not we don't have anything for in front of us to see but it's clear that um uh, that, that that button will pop if you do that there's actually um a couple of websites like color schemer and a few other websites that we use adobe's uh cooler website and a few others that actually have a color palette where if you pick a color you like if you're about ready ready to do a new design you can pick the primary color it'll tell you what the secondary and the converting color are it's a, it's it's pretty um much a uh if you follow that it's pretty much a it's a science like there's aesthetic um norms and rules that really govern that in the design world Wow. The, the fact that they've codified that all the way down to being able to create templates for it and have it be right. Fascinating stuff. They've really looked at the data hard and, and we know Adobe's been all over this for years. The, the fact that they've got that lined out like that, that clearly uh, it tells you how important it really is. They spent a lot of resources making sure that was available and that it was working properly and it was right. That to me tells the story right there. Which brings us to our number one. If you want to talk about call to action, Let's talk about number one. You need to be able to book an intro call with some sort of form or scheduling software that actually links to a calendar so that people are actually placing their own appointments. Chris, how important is that other than just filling out a web form? Yeah, so you, you could have a web form, but if you just had a web form, you're you're dissipating the the moment. You're you're missing out. You're leaving on the table some of the heat of that lead. And why not? Uh, why there? Why not ask for that? You, I mean, why not um, get you know get them to take uh, one extra step, commit to a 15 minute or a 30 minute, whatever your sales process looks like, to a to a time on their calendar, and get it on your calendar. So your 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 office calendar needs to be synced to that, and uh, see the magic happen. Uh, some. Uh, that ha- for me, I, I get a, I get a lead like that a day with the marketing that I'm doing, and and I don't even I'm used to it. But if you just had a web form, you're kind of leaving, you're you're putting a speed bump in the process, and you're going to have to follow up via email back and forth to try to get that. And over time, the 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 punch or the the warmness of that lead will kind of dissipate through uh, through life, you know, through that through that uh, uh, need to have multiple interactions. So. Um, and this uh, scheduling software um, is useful for a lot of different things um, down the road. So it, it's a, it's it's important if you don't if you're not using Calendly or Schedule once or um, there's some other ones. I, I realize there's a compliance issue too. Like a lot of compliance um, departments don't really like Calendly, for example. I think Calendly is the best one. It's my opinion. But a lot of the compliance people are happy with Schedule once. So if that's the one they want, use it, you know, and, and, uh, put that, like I said before, in point number two, hook it up to, uh, your, uh, your primary converting button in the upper right hand corner of the homepage and of every page of your website. And that last is incredibly important because they're going to be, there's a point where everybody leaps off of that website and you want that leaping off point to be that scheduler button. It's got to be big. It's got to be noticeable in that converting color. And you've got to make sure people can find it. And your eye will automatically track to that corner when you want to leave. It's the optimum place to put it. And literally, this gives credence to the the old saying, strike while the iron is hot. 
you're actually making them commit to an appointment and putting it on their calendar and putting it on your calendar. You're no longer chasing them back and forth. You've set up the meeting already. You, you've, you've acted as if already in your sales process and it, it gets you a lot further down the road, a lot faster with a lot of hotter prospects. Um, plus that's a trigger. That's an action that they need to take. It's not just, oh, well, I'm done with this site. I'm leaving. They need to do something to get out. And that, along with some other key elements, is really what makes this run. Now, we, let's talk about content for a minute. Writing on that copy and that content in that website is still very, very important. I mean, design and layout and, and images and all that have a tremendous value. But if those words don't sing and that report doesn't sound right and it doesn't resonate with the prospect, it could be a dead end. If your nurturing materials aren't of the voice that they feel they know you with, it may be a dead end. Chris, how important is that copy in general? Yeah, that copy is so important. The, the words on the page are so important that we always start with that before we even do the design work. So after we figure out what the unfair competitive advantage or unique brand statement is going to be and, and how you know who they're trying to attract and what services they're offering, we really uh, engage with a writer uh, because most advisors are pretty busy to write those service pages. Those service pages need to be written by an expert, somebody that that knows um, how to write to get people to take action. And it typically follows a, a you know a paradigm, which I like to think simply is problem, solution, and benefit. If you always think of your marketing, your videos, et cetera, in that framework, problem, solution, and benefit, then your writing, will, your copy will be very effective. A lot of times content is an afterthought after the design. You know, they do it, they kind of, it's kind of rushed. For your website really to generate leads, you really need to pay attention. Pay a few extra um, thousand dollars to get you know get that content uh, where it needs to be. I've, I've uh, it doesn't have to be expensive either. For ten pages of content for a website, which is like stunning, awesomely written content, you only have to pay about two thousand, and um, and you'll 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 have uh, prospects say this. One of the greatest con- uh, compliments we got as a digital agency firm was from Mike Minter of Financial Synergies where he was telling me he was on the phone with a prospect and the prospect said this, I feel like I already know you. Um, he had read every word of the website. He'd watched some of the videos and, and Mike was like, why is this guy so familiar with me? Like he was kind of taken aback when he was talking about um, some of Mike's hobbies um, that he had mentioned on an about page. And <laughs> um, that's what you want. You want the prospect to, to know you and, and even if you, you want to feel creeped out a little bit in a way because you want them to know more about you uh, so that when you get on the phone, they're very, uh, you know, they're very um, sold on you already, kind of pre-sold. Honestly, everybody loves referrals in the financial advisor space. And those are ideal. They, they require little selling. The closest thing to that in the digital marketing space is a, a well-written website tied to search intent. So if you have some good SEO uh, inbound to your site, your people are finding you locally, putting in financial advisor location, financial advisor, for example, San Diego, and they're finding you. If you have good content on the other end of that search and they can, they can really, you're unique, you have a unique offering and you've put some time and thought into your service pages, they're going to book a call and you're, they're going to be warmed up to hear uh, your, uh, on that 15 minute or 30 minute strategy or discovery call, they're going to be pre-warmed up and pre, predisposed 
uh, to get more value from you and really build that relationship, which will lead to them becoming um, your client. You almost want it to be like a discovery, like they uncovered this gem that no one else knows about, but they know you so well. It's a next logical step for them to work with you. It's the more you nurture and the more you touch and the more you reach out and the more you give them a value to them, not a value to you, a value to them, the more likely they are to pick up the phone. And when they make that call, they're going to be very confident in the fact that, oh, I've heard all this before. Just tell me what it is I want to know now and we can work together. It's a really low bar to getting a new client when they're that well nurtured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like it's, there's a, there's a synergy or a symphony between what, what was said, what was the messaging in the, in the digital space on the website and, and what's the, what the advisor in front of me now is saying on a phone call or on a zoom call. And really uh, advisors would do well if they would see that their website really needs to help them, uh, that the prospect know, like, and trust them. Really, it needs to be an expression of them and who they are. And if it is, uh, those websites truly become lead generators. And that's what we're here for today. Chris, those are terrific insights. If you had one takeaway for our audience today that can really put them in the right spot in terms of getting this website thing right, what would it be? The one takeaway is do the five-second test. I can't remember I can't remember if we talked about that last time, but basically go to any website and you should be able to, to do a five-second test. Literally look at your um, look at your um, watch and, and look at your homepage from the very top and, and without scrolling down, ask yourself the question, um, is this attracting the kind of clients I want to have? Is, 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 will the prospect know that this website is for them? Do they know how I'm different and what is, is my unique unfair competitive advantage, my unique value prop shining through my brand statement? Uh, Is, is this, is this a prospect centered or a client client centered image and message? Is it starting with their pain and, 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 and their issues and the things that they're concerned about, or is it starting uh, with, uh, you know, is it about my firm or, the, you know, how long we, most of the time, a lot of times they, they'll, they'll spend uh, that space saying that they've been in business for 30 years. You'll, you'll talk about that later, but you don't want to waste that precious five second space. Literally, the most important thing I can tell you today is you have five seconds to create an impression. What, 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 uh, look at your website without scrolling and, 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 and evaluate on these five principles um, and think about uh what a prospect will, will see, how they will see you um, in, five, in that five-second test. Fantastic. I think we can all go back to our websites right now, do a quick five-second test. I'm guessing there's going to be a few folks disappointed out there. Great insights, Chris. Thanks so much for sharing that with our audience today. We really appreciate you having us. You're welcome. Glad to be on here and helping advisors out. We've been speaking with Chris Wendt, founder of Midstream Marketing, about how a robust, well-designed website can significantly enhance an advisor's growth efforts. As a special gift for all of our listeners and only our listeners, if you visit the Midstream website, midstreammarketing.com, and schedule an appointment using that Schedule A Lead Strategy Call button that is right in the upper right-hand corner, you'll receive a free 15-minute consultation regarding your web efforts and a review of your website's homepage. When you schedule the call, just mention the word Pinnacle. If you have questions about your digital marketing and how it can affect your business, or about anything you've heard on the program today, just drop us a line at fouradvisors at pinnacleadvisory.com and we'll get you an answer. You've been listening to Four Advisors, the podcast for and about financial advisors. 
I'm your host, Dave Polis. And until next time, thanks for listening. You're listening to Four Advisors, the podcast for and about financial advisors. This program is for educational purposes only, and the opinions expressed here by guests do not necessarily fully or accurately reflect the legal intent or nature of Pinnacle Advisor Solutions, Pinnacle Advisory Group, or its senior management. This program is not intended to give legal, investment, or financial planning advice, and opinions and statements made in this podcast should not be relied on as such. 